This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. So we're talking about the Power Fruit series, amen? And so let's look at John 15, 16. And it says here, It was not you who chose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And I want to say this, in this fruit series, um, you, I would encourage you not just to study the fruit of the Spirit, but to study John 15, chapters 1, and just work down. Because if you study out John chapter 15, it will tell you how you bear fruit, and that is to abide in the vine. And so if you continue to abide in, in, in the Lord, then you're going out to, of, out of the outflow of abiding in God, you will produce fruit. Yes, amen. amen. In other words, don't unhook from God. In other words, stay in the fight of faith. In other words, just don't let go. Amen. And so, so if you just abide in God and, and, you know, I hit on it last week and you may say, how do you abide in God? How do you do that, pastor? How do you abide in God? Well, well, you do that through, you know, having fellowship time with the Lord every day. Having time where you spend time reading the word every day. Have time, you know, every day, Pastor. <laughs> I thought God was a Sunday morning God. <laughs> I thought it was just Sunday morning. I mean, he, isn't he the Sunday morning God? No, he's the everyday God. He's an everyday God. And so it's not just Sunday morning, but Sunday morning, one person said, why do you worship on Sundays? Why can't it be Saturdays, the Sabbath? Because Sunday is the day that Jesus was resurrected. Amen. And the Bible says, give God our first. And Sunday is the first day of the week. So we give God our very best, our first morning. And that sets up the rest of the week. Amen. Amen. So praise God. So, so here, uh, it says here that... Um, that if we abide in the vine, it's in the chapter 15, we will bear fruit. So let's look at Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And Paul is contrasting the works of the flesh uh, with the fruit of the Spirit. And this is really interesting because sometimes, you know, you almost hear sometimes preachers preach, some preachers preach almost like, you know, uh, Christians never have problems with sin. <laughs> Sometimes you hear messages from different preachers and some that preach almost like sin is not, they don't talk about that. It, they only talk about the positive side, but they never talk about the, you know, I, I, you know I, since I got saved, I, I, I have stumbled every once in a while. Has anybody ever stumbled since you got saved? You know, I've stumbled a couple of times, and, uh, but the Bible says a good man will fall seven times. But rise back up. So, 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 so Christians aren't perfect. Amen. amen. But we do have a perfect Savior that's, right. that's walking with us until we get perfect. Right. Amen. So we got, we got to remember that. So, so there is weaknesses. And that's the reason why sometimes the, sometimes the, the world will say, they will look at, you know, the world will look at a Christian a lot more and, st- you know, look at our lifestyle more than other worldly people. And the reason why they do that is because they want to see is our, 
Is our uh, actions lining up with Jesus' actions? Are we who we say that we are? Are we, are we really turning the other cheek when somebody slaps us? I was listening, and I'm getting into my message, but I was listening to this one pastor, and he was um, going to college. He was, he was a Christian. <laughs> now, I'm not saying turning the other cheek by mooning the person when they hurt you. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying today? That's not turning the other cheek. <laughs> no, it, it's like saying, all right, hit me on the other side, right? And um, in other words, it's, it's, it's um, giving the person another chance. Mm. Sometimes we just cut people off so quick. <laughs> we don't give people chances. Give, give the pastor a chance. If I offend you, give me another chance. Amen. <laughs> if somebody in the audience offends you or your brother, give them another chance. Amen. Now, you may, you know, if they borrow money, they don't pay it back. Well, you don't have to give them more money. (laughs) But you can let it go. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying today? You don't have to, you don't have to be, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. No, I'm sorry. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? So, uh, so you can be wise. Amen. And so we'll continue here. So we're talking about love and and um, today, the, the, the fruit that I'm going to focus on today is the fruit of faithfulness. Oh, the fruit of faithfulness. And you know, you, know that, you, you hear that even in marriage. Are they faithful? You know? and, uh, and, and faithfulness, I really believe this, is the bedrock of God's blessings on our lives. Faithfulness. And uh, we know this. Uh, I was going to save this scripture to the end, but Jesus said this to his disciples. um, When he comes back, will he find faith in the earth? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? When Jesus comes back, because we know this, that that Jesus gave some stern warnings, uh, you know, that's going to happen at the end of the age. In other words, at the last days. He gave stern warnings, and some of the warnings that, that people will be lovers of themselves. Uh, you know, the love of, God, of, 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 of many, he says, will grow cold. And so he's given us a warning. Make sure, because we can be in that group. In other words, our love can grow cold. We get hurt a couple times. We witness and ask people to come to church, and they say, yes, they will, but they don't. And that's it. I'm never asking another person to come to church again. You know what I'm saying? We, we close up and puts our walls up, you know, and that's it. No, no, no. We still got to keep walking in love. You know, Jesus, even though Jesus, when he went back to his own hometown to preach, you know, healing. And the Bible says that he preached and, um, and some questioned Jesus said, this guy, we know who he is. We know his his mom, we know his brothers and sisters. We, he, he's been in the community. And, uh, and the Bible says that Jesus could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Think about that. Not that he would not, but he could not because they hindered him from blessing them. Think about that. 
And, and, and so, but, but, but what if Jesus got offended? Jesus marveled, but what if he got offended and said, that's it, I'm not going to pray for anybody anymore. <laughs> not, my own hometown won't even believe me. I, I'm giving up. No, no, no. Faithfulness keeps going. Amen. <laughs> no matter what's coming against you, or maybe it doesn't work the first time. Have you ever tried? Anybody in here can ride a bicycle. Amen. Nobody's raised your hand. Amen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> How many people can ride a bicycle? Let me see your hand. How many, when was the last time you, has anybody ride a bike last year? We need to go on a bike ride, amen? We need to go to the trails, man. And um, we need to do some, some really crazy, no, we won't go there. But, but, but when you rode your bike, when you started riding, did anybody fall the first time, possibly? Amen. I would have to say that you bike riders out here, you probably fell a couple times. But you're riding bike now, right? So, so in this walk of faith, we might fall a couple times. But you can keep getting up, keep getting in the Bible, keep coming to church, keep praying, keep being nice when people aren't nice to you. It will eventually come back. Isn't that right? So, so we, we need to keep, keep, so faithfulness is basically just keep practicing the truth. Amen. So, so, so we're looking at the fruit of faithfulness and I love this and I, and, I, and Proverbs 28, 20, anybody know, you should have that memorized, memorized Proverbs 28, 20. And it says here, part of the verse says this, a faithful man will abound with what? Blessings. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Amen? So, so what, what is faithfulness? What, 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 what is that word faithfulness? The, that word can mean two things. First, faithful or, or faithfulness, uh, the number one is conviction about something that deals with believing something from the heart. Okay, so it's a, so being faithful um, or is a conviction of something that deals with believing something from the heart, a conviction that leads us to some sort of continual action. Amen. So so what am I saying? Well, what I'm saying is that if you're faithful in believing, uh, say you're faithful that you believe that taking vitamins will keep you healthy. Well, you will take your vitamins, you know, if it says take your vitamins every day, you will take them every day. You won't be like, well, I'll take it today, but I don't know. It depends on how I feel about it tomorrow. No, if you really believe vitamins keeps you healthy and, and the bottle says take it every day, or if the doctor tells you you got a problem, he says you need to take this uh, prescription every day and you believe that's going to make you well, where you put your faith and trust in that, in that information, so now you, now you have a continual action until that medication uh, does what it's supposed to do. In other words, if you believe the word of God is truth, then you're going to obey that word, keep doing it until something happens. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In spite of what what. The contrary evidence, 
or the contrary circumstances might tell you about the Word of God. Amen. So it may look like you're losing, but you're really winning. You see, with Joseph, it looked like, because he's probably, you know, he, if you put faithful in the Bible, Joseph picture will come next to it. Right? Because Joseph did not give up. He did, he did not give up on the dream, and he kept a good attitude, and he kept being his best, and he allowed his gift to work for him, and he allowed his gift to help people. Even though it, looked, it went from bad to worse in Joseph's life. Joseph was a patriarch of the Old Testament, just in case you don't know. And uh, he was so, sold into slavery by his brothers. And he ended up in, in, in an Egyptian house uh, by uh, a person, Potiphar, was the owner of the Egyptian house. And, and, and God really, truly blessed him. And he, be, he, almost, he was basically king of that house. And then, of course, you know, a bad situation came up, and you know the situation. But I only believe that Joseph, you know, when he became prime minister, he didn't go back after Potiphar's wife. You know that? He, 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 kept, he kept his heart right. He kept his heart right. Because, because what, what the enemy means for harm, what the enemy means to destroy you, if you stay in God... You'll triumph over that thing and you'll become a victor over it and you'll become a testimony instead of just testifying about your woes. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So so the word so so conviction of something that that deals with believing something from the heart conviction. Uh, it is a conviction that leads us to some sort of continual action. Now, now let's look at he- Hebrews 11:1. 1. This is really powerful because faithfulness is connected to the word faith. I'm going to say it again. It's being full of faith. And when you're full of faith, you act in accordance to what you believe. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? See, somebody may say, well, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's look at this. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay? This is like the definition of faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, Faithfulness of God's word brings the reality of God's promises to us. Even though that we don't see them, we know they're going to eventually manifest. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so so faith is the act of trusting God on a continual basis. It's trusting God on a continual basis. If we believe something enough, it will lead us to a continual action. Let's explore the faith of the heroes in in the Bible here. In Hebrews 11.4. Because we're talking about faith today and, and faithfulness, and it's all connected. And let's look at this, because I'm going to say this, that the, the heroes in, in the Bible, and these are people that have overcome odds, and they received promises. And I'm going to say this to you today, and they all dealt with opposition. Whenever you serve God, don't think you're going to float through life on flowery beds of ease. Don't think that it's going to be, well, you know, I pray for favor every day, so I should have favor with everybody. Yes, but the Bible also says if you live godly in Christ, you will suffer persecution. 
Pastor, do you have to? Because, see, there's a balance in God's word. And if you live and you have to understand there's a balance. And if I preach to you, it's all good. <laughs> and if I just continually preach that, when something bad, you get upset about that. But the pastor says it's all good. No, there is some bad. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not all good. There's some bad, but that's the reason why we have faith. Amen. So, so, so we have to look at this. So let's look at Hebrews 11, 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through he being dead, still speaks. So we see here that the first person that um, is mentioned here is, is Abel. I like to call faithful Abel. Amen. And, and, and Abel, you know, the, the, the Bible is really interesting. And the Bible doesn't actually give you, sometimes it doesn't give you a lot of details. It gives you a broad stroke. Amen. So, so, so sometimes we, you don't get a lot of details. Sometimes it's a broad stroke. So God, that allows the Holy Spirit to reveal the details. And, and so, so with Abel, we get this one detail of Abel. And Cain giving offerings. We get this one detail. And, and we don't know really if, if this was something on a continual basis that Abel did and that Cain did. We just think it just happened one time. We, don't, we, we just see one shot of it and we say, okay, that just happened once. They just gave an offering. He did a good job. Cain did a bad job. And... But, but, but it could have been something on a continual basis and God could have been moving on Cain trying to reveal truth to Cain through a process that he wasn't getting. And through the process, Abel seemed to be getting blessed and Cain wasn't. Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? So when you read the Bible, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to fill in some of the blanks. This is a possibility. And so, and so we, we see that. So, so what happened with Abel was that when it focused down into this one uh, time, uh, Abel was, gave his very best. It said that he gave the first of his flock and the fat portions thereof. And it, just, it says that Cain just gave an offering. And so I, there is, there's a lot involved in this. I'm not going into detail about this. But I believe the key to Abel's blessing was that he stayed faithful to giving his best to God. Now, this is my question to you. When things aren't happening right, because that, those are, that's what keeps us from giving our best from God. When we start questioning, God, why aren't things working? Then we start pulling back on our faithfulness. So the question is, when all, everything's not falling in place... Uh, are you still staying faithful? Are you still working it? When, when you start that workout program and you're trying to, you know, lose some weight and you're stepping on a scale and a scale and, 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 and you're getting heavier. <laughs> are you continuing? No, I'm going to change my workout program. <laughs> uh, no, if you don't see the muscles the first week, are you going to quit? You've got to continue until you, you, you 
till you get to that place where you're looking like Pastor David. No. Check it. You know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My brother John's like. The suit makes me look good. Okay. We'll continue. So what I'm saying, I'm saying you got to stick in there regardless. And Abel stuck in there. And see, even though unjust things happened to Abel, why he did the right thing, he was the first martyr. But his name, basically, in the kingdom of God is in lights. Ooh, think about that. When we get to heaven, oh, you're Abel. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You really did the right thing. You know, I did. I, 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 I gave my best too down on earth. I, I was a tither and I gave offerings. Amen. We're in it together. Praise God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, 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 so, and so even though it was unjust, Abel had, was memorialized uh, in, in, the, in the kingdom of God. His name's in lights. So, so regardless, if you're doing the right things, even though wrong things might be happening to you, God will make it right. Amen. So, so we have to stay faithful. So we don't want to give up on our faithfulness. And really, faithfulness, when we continue in it, regardless of the circumstances, the promise will pay off. That's what I'm trying to get to you today. The promise will pay off. Amen. Now, now look at this because I have to hit on this because can I hit on tithes a little bit and offerings? Now, I'm just going to just give you the blessing of it. I'm not going to give you the curse of it. But the, it says here in Malachi, bring some of the tithes. What? Oh, my gosh. That was the reverse translation. Amen. Um, uh, bring all the tithes. The miser translation. Uh, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that that he will not destroy the fruit of the ground nor shall the vine fail, fail to bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. So, 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 so anytime that we're faithful to the promises of God, there's always a payoff. And so, so when he says, you're, if you're faithful to the tithe, the tithe is basically giving God your first. Some say, well, I don't believe in the tithe. I believe in just giving what I feel like giving him. Well, then you're falling into the Cain category. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I just feel like I can give whatever I want to give. I don't believe in that tithing stuff. Well, you know, praise the Lord. But do you believe in giving God your best? Well, yeah, I, you got me there, Pastor. You got me there. So if you're going to give God your best, then shouldn't the first part of your paycheck go to... Mm, oh, oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Man, I can feel some of you got your, your hair on your back of your neck is kind of glowing up. Amen. So let's continue. 
And so, 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 so if we do this, if we get in line and we do this, God will open up the windows of heaven. God will pour you out blessings. God will make you a delightful land. And the nations of the world will call you blessed. That's a good payoff. I'm telling you, I'm not going to forfeit those blessings. Uh, 10% is too small of a percentage to, to, you know, say, ah, to forfeit those blessings. Now, you can go with what you want to go with, but I don't want to forfeit those blessings. Amen. Amen. So let's continue here. And, um, and so if we truly believe God wants to prosper us financially, our faith will take action in our giving. Yes. One of the ways you know that, you, that, you're, that your faith in the area of finances is warped, is <laughs> a little warped, is that when you start getting angry about other Christians that are doing well financially, maybe even other ministers that might have jets and nice airplanes, and you start complaining about them, like, they're taking money out of a little old lady's, you know, pension fund. You don't know if they're making it through their book sales. You don't know what they went through. And you don't know how much they're giving back. So stop judging people that may be financially blessed that are Christians. Because if you get mad at the wealthy ones, you will never become wealthy. Mm. I'm not getting mad at the wealthy people. I'm celebrating them. Thank God that God can bless them. I remember, man, see, I know because some people say, now the pastor's talking all about money. This is a money church. No, it's it's a prosperous church. It's a blessed church. I'm trying to get the blessing on you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You know, and and so so we got to understand this, that, that, that some of these people that have airplanes, they travel all around the world preaching the gospel, getting people saved. If, if a, a corporation like Coca-Cola that, 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 that gives out Coke and, and, and the CEOs have jets uh, and, they're, and they're just giving a product, what kind of product? If a minister is given the highest product, the, the, the kingdom of God, Jesus, salvation, escape from hell, uh, the highest thing, shouldn't a, shouldn't a pastor have just as much blessing as the corporate guy? Lord Jesus. And you're downing him. Oh, he should be riding in coach in the back where he's hearing the engines. You know what I'm saying? If you get mad at wealthy people, you will never truly be wealthy. Because Jesus didn't get mad at his best friend Lazarus that had all this money and he raised him from the dead. A wealthy man. It's okay to have wealthy friends. Glory to God. Maybe you can learn something from them. Amen. And there's another side of it. I don't want to get into it. Amen. That's why I'm trying to close this down. Amen. I only got this one page, guys. Look at what I got here. Okay. Hebrews 11, 5, 6. <laughs> Praise break. 
Oh, man. I am so excited, my God. Amen. Oh, the Lord is so good. Amen. Oh, my gosh. And he makes me look good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you know that? I got to stay on this for one second more. Can I do it? Stay on it. Did you know that when God, when he brought the children of Israel out of the bondage of the Egyptians, did you know there was a wealth transference? Did you know that they got all the gold, all the silver, all the clothes, all the money? Did you know that they did not go out poor? They went out in abundance. Did you understand what happened? It was, that's why, that's why Pharaoh said, what happened? They got all our stuff. We got to go back after them. Right? He said, we lost it all. I mean, we're, we're poor now. They're, they're the wealthy ones. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, but, you know, and he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. And he's bringing you guys out with silver and gold, and there's not going to be one sick person among your family. You're coming out of debt. You're coming out of poverty. You're coming out of lack. You're coming out of sickness. You're coming out of depression. You're coming out of oppression. You're coming into a wealthy place. Say, I believe that because you're going to walk in love and you're going to love the Lord and you're going to love people and God's going to bless your socks off. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You're not going to let people control you and how you feel about them. No, you're going to allow what God has done for you so you can feel right about people because stuff is just stuff. But people's souls are eternal. Remember I said I was eating and I got mad at the waitress? Remember I said and I didn't give her a card or talk to her about Jesus? And I said, she's probably going to burn. <laughs> you, know? you know, hopefully not. I'm going to go back and pray for her. But, but, but we have a connection to people to get them in heaven or to push them further into darkness. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I woe to me for me to offend somebody and to keep them from seeing the light. Oof. Continue, we'll continue. Hebrews 11, 5, 6. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And it was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Look at that. When I read that, it says, well, what, what am I supposed to be doing down here? Pleasing God. Amen. You say, what's my calling? Please God. Yes, yes. I'm trying to figure out my calling God uh, for God. Please God. Amen. Don't please man. Right. Don't try to appease man. Right. Don't, don't, don't have fear of man. Right. Don't be afraid of what somebody might say if That's you go to church or bring your Bible. That's right. You know, to work or whatever and read it on your lunch break. Don't be afraid of people. No, fear God. Please, you know, pleasing God is fearing God. No, don't fear man and their opinions. And so he says here that he did testimony that he pleased God. And it says here, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God is. And that God is a rewarder of those who 
casually, just Sunday mornings, maybe once a month going to church. No, 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 a thousand times no. No, diligently seek Him. Are you, are you diligently seeking God? Are you like that miner that in the old days where, where the people, it was called the gold rush, right? And they were, they were running to California and they were trying to dig for gold, right? They were find, trying to find gold and, and, and pan for gold and all that. And, 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 and are you willing to, to every day to seek for gold in the scriptures? To seek for revelation knowledge, understanding in the scriptures. Are, are you willing to, to keep digging for gold? Amen. And so here, uh, it says here that, that, that uh, as we see here, that, that, that uh, we have to continue to keep pressing in. And Enoch pleased God, and he kept pressing in. And, and the Bible said this, that God took him. And I, I'm going to say this, that listen... Enoch did not see death. God said, I, this guy just wants a fellowship with me so much, I've got to have him in heaven. I've got to take him before he even dies. This guy is, man, I, I got, God, you know, God, God has people he wants to hang out with. <laughs> and then there's some people that God says, I don't even want to. God has people that he wants to hang out with. What, what kind of people are those are people that's always thankful? That's always thanking God for what? Oh, thank you, God, for, for saving me. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for this church that I go to. Thank you, God, for my job. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God. Amen. Let, let, let us not forget. And so Enoch was the first person to be taken, and Enoch was faithful to walk with God every day. And I'm, this is the thing, are you faithful to walking with God every day? Are you faithful to cracking your Bible every day? Are you faithful to praying every day? Are you faithful to praising God every day? Are you faithful in witnessing to the Lord as often as you can? I can't say every day, but as often as you can. Amen. I don't want to put the law on you. I got to go out witness. <laughs> no, no. You become a witness. You don't go out witnessing. Mm. Mm. This is the day I go out witnessing. Sometimes we can turn that into a law and a works. But no, no. We, we become a witness. So, so let me, and I'm probably going to close here, man, because I can't get through all this. So, but look at this. Look at this. This is, this is really the key. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. This is powerful, and this is really about faithfulness. This is a parable that Jesus is talking about, about faithfulness. And he's talking about the end days because we're in the end days. Yes. How many people believe that we're in the end days? Amen. And so, so Jesus talks a lot about what's going down on the end days. And so Jesus is talking, and he talks about the kingdom all the time. Jesus is always talking the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. You may say, what's well, it all about? The kingdom. <laughs> the kingdom of God. Amen. It's about us enforcing the kingdom of God. Yes. Us walking the kingdom of God. Us adhering to the kingdom of God. Yes. The rules and regulations of the kingdom. Yes. Right? And so he says here, 
that, and this is the, the, the parable. Does anybody know the parable of the ten virgins? Raise your hand if you know the parable of the ten virgins. We got about five. I guess I need to read this. <laughs> okay. but, the, but the parable of the ten virgins, it's pretty simple. It says here, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five had, uh, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, underline the word delayed, delayed. If you, if you don't have a Bible you can uh, write in, then you need to get one that you can. Amen. Yeah. And underline that delayed. They all slumbered and slept. It's interesting. They all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were, who were ready, underline the word ready, went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came and saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Oh, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. So this is so sobering. And when you read this, it's like, wow. And these are ten virgins. So to me, that tells me that that could possibly be ten Christians. You're going to say, well, the five weren't Christians. Well, ten virgins, right? And they knew that the Lord was coming. And they all slept. They were in the same category, except the category changed because five of them had their oil filled and five of them did not. What is that telling? What's that telling us? Well, this is telling us a couple things. And this this could actually you could read it this way. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, without spot or wrinkle. In other words, a glorious church that's keeping themselves clean and pure. Mm. A glorious church that's not falling in love with the world. Mm. Because if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Mm. Right? If you're falling in love with the world, you know, you got to stay in love with Jesus. Can I, can I, as a Christian, fall in love with the world even though I'm saved? Yeah, yes, you can fall in love with the world. Because your heart can be turned. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it, if your heart could not be turned, why do we need to guard it? Somebody, oh, yeah, my heart can never be turned. Has anybody been, been ever backslidden in here? <laughs> if, you, if you've ever been, come on, come on, let's get real people. <laughs> Somebody, oh, your heart can never be turned. Oh, I was, ah, I beg the differ. I would have been one of those five virgins that was out in the cold. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so that's why the Bible says guard your heart. Why? Because your heart is fertile. And whatever you put your eyes before your eyes and your ears, it will, you, you're a product of your environment and what you're consuming. 
And if you start shifting your consumption from church, the word, prayer, praise and worship, and you start shifting that to worldly things, you start becoming that product. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Pastor, are these one of the churches that, that, that you're saying that not all Christians may not make it in a rapture? Well, I'm not saying that, but this is what it looks like in here. Doesn't Jesus, it seems like Jesus is saying that. No, when those people were never saved in the first place. Well, they, they were virgins. They were in the same category. They knew the Lord. They said, Lord, Lord. I mean, come on, let's get real. Do you know I say people that we were trying? No, no, they weren't really saved. You know, God wants you saved. So, so when you look at this, could possibly we could a person be backslidden enough to miss the rapture? Number one, and number two, can a person be backslidden enough to miss life in heaven? I could give you lots of them. This is just one. I mean, and and when I read through that. The Bible should bring you comfort and should bring you a little fear. Amen. <clears throat> That's right. Amen. Oh, Amen. Yep. the Bible should comfort you yes. and you should have great comfort in the scriptures. But when, when I read some scriptures, I go and I start thinking about going on the dark side. I should go, oh, I don't want to go there. Amen. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want hell. Amen. Like the devil whispering here. You can't lose your salvation. Go ahead and commit adultery. You'll be fine. Go ahead and cheat a little bit. You're locked in. You better be careful. You listen to the right spirit. Because is that wrong spirit saying there's no way you can lose? You're already losing because you're not watching your steps. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? This is a sobering message. Most churches won't preach this kind of stuff. Because they want to keep all their tithing members. Amen. But I'd rather you guys, and, and lose a couple of you guys. Amen. And if you want to go to the church that doesn't preach that, that's fine. Hopefully you make it. Amen. But I want, I, I'd rather have all you guys make it into heaven than, having, than coddle you. Coddle you. Tickle your ears. Hopefully I have a big church and I don't offend anybody. But, and then half of you go to hell. What is it to have a big church and 50% end up in hell? I'd rather have a small church and have 100% go to heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's sobering today. I want to see all of you in heaven. I don't want to. Well, look at my big church. Yeah, but 90% went to hell. I had five, I ran 5,000. Yeah, but 49,000, 4,990, all 5,000 went even the pastor. What is it to gain a whole numbers of people, trying to please people, trying to tickle their ears, trying to look great in, in even the church eyes and still lose your soul in hell? Ooh, that's good today. Amen. Why? Because I want, listen, I want to get you guys in a place where you don't ever want to walk on the dark side. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Because you're taking eternal risk. Amen. And so we'll continue. <laughs> I got to close this down. Now let's, let's continue. I'm going to shift gears a little bit because I know this. 
that your guys are in this church so you can hear truth. And when you hear the truth, you're going to say, because, I, you know, you may say, how does pastor know this? Because I tested God. I tested some theories. And I don't ever want to have the holy fear of God hit me again. And I had one time I tested guys. I wonder if this once saved, always saved is real. And I started dabbling on the other side. And all of a sudden, this holy fear, I'm talking, it felt like I was in hell, came on me. And it was a holy fear. And, you know, I pray for that, for any backslide to get that holy fear. And it was almost like I was dangling over hell. And God said, he woke me up that day. I, okay, God, I'm okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the right thing. I had holy fear. Has anybody ever had holy fear? Come. If you haven't, you, and you're walking on the walls, and you, I'm praying that you get holy fear. Man, you'll be out the front seat early on church every Sunday morning. <laughs> Are you, yes, Pastor, anything you want me to do, I'm, I'm here, man. So we're closing here. Now, 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 no, by, by faith, Noah being divinely warned, things not yet seen, Hebrews 11, 7, moved with godly fear. Notice that He's, he says here, but by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. He moved with godly fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So I'm going to, man, gosh. Noah, uh, he was warned, and, and, and warnings are all through the Bible. You got, you got to look at that. Warnings are always, you just read, there should always be warning markers. In the Bible. And so, so God warned Noah about the, uh, uh, com- you know, we need to be warning people. Amen. Jesus is coming back. Yes. There is a heaven to gain. There is a hell to shun. Yes. Two places, heaven and hell, are realities. People are going to both. Right? Hell is a reality. Heaven's a reality. They're both realities. And so we got to understand that, and there's a and, and Jesus is coming back, and we got to we got to you know, with fear we need to be warning people, we need to be we need to be letting people know, you know we need to be warning our brothers and sisters that are walking on the wild side, that are out of church, that are backslidden in their walk. We need to be warning them. You need to give them this CD because they are playing with their eternal security. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You say, well, pastor, man, I got to hit on this again because some people are, are, are bucking this. I can fill in the spirit. Listen, Jesus said, if you don't bear fruit, you will be cut down. Right. And, and he says that, that you're like a tree. You'll be cut down and you'll be thrown into the fire. That's what Jesus said in John 15. Well, pastor, he wasn't really meaning it that way. Well, how was he meaning it? That's why I'm in this fruit series, because we got to continue to bear fruit. Listen, it's not how you begin. You can begin pretty terrible. It's how you end this life. And you better end walking with God and not end walking in the world. It's not how you begin. We begin maybe possibly shaky. Maybe in the middle we backslid. But we better come back to God. At the end, we better be still with God. Amen. 
In other words, they that put their hands to the plow, Jesus says, and look back aren't worthy of his kingdom. So we got to keep pressing in. Amen. So, man, and so, and so we got to stay faithful to God, and I got to close this down. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, man, I, I need to do part two next week. And we got to, listen, I got to close this down, but we got to stay faithful to God. We got we to stay faithful to God. We know Noah, Noah stayed faithful to God. Listen, God may ask you to do things to other people and your friends may look stupid. You're going to that church? You're, God's, you're, you're doing that? You quit your job and do that? It, you know, it may look crazy what God may lead you to do. Amen. To me, it looked crazy because I was at Ramah going to Bible school, thinking God was raising me up to be an itinerant minister, an evangelist to blow in, blow up, blow out, and let the pastors clean up the mess. I thought I was going to date the church and not marry it. I didn't know I was going to be a pastor because a pastor marries the church. Evangelist dates the church. I was a dating type guy. I, I didn't like the commitment to the local church. So, you know, you know, and so I thought it was crazy. What, Lord, I'm in a mega church. I'm at Rama. I, I got my own house here. And you want me to go back to that small local church? Come on, God, I got it all together. He said, God said, you don't have it all together. You need to learn some things in that small local church. Really? But I'm in a big church that knows everything. Yeah, but that, that's where you don't grow. You grow in the small church. Most people think, oh, I'm going to grow in a large church. No, you become a lost number sometimes in a lar large church. But in a small church, everybody sees you. They know if you're going to show up. <laughs> everybody knows if you're backslidden in a small church. Oh, they're backsliding. What happened to that sister? Oh, they backslid. Oh, we've got to pray for them. They're not going to make it. They're, they're, but, but we're going to pray for them. We're going to get them back in. But, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Nobody, because in a big church, you can just kind of slip in, slip out. Nobody knows who you are. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That's why some people go to the big church. You know, it's like, man, I, I can just go in with my glasses on. You know, I could be like you know, Nicodemus, you know, and just see Jesus at night. And my friends won't know. <laughs> I don't, have to, I don't have to be committed to anybody. I don't have to be committed to the church. I just show up. I just get the benefits of the message. I'll, I'll practice some of their key points, but I will never get committed. Do you know that? There's a lot of people that, that, that just live a shallow Christian life, never get committed. And it's about time for some of us to get committed. So what am I saying to you? And I'm closing here. Faithfulness is just getting committed. Faithfulness, faithfulness to God is saying, I'm going to get committed regardless of what it looks like, regardless of the oppositions. See, with Noah, see, God says, listen, I, I need you to build, build this, this contraption called a boat, and, and, and they never even seen rain. And so, you know, and, and this invention, I want you to build this invention, and, and it's going to save the world, and it's going to save your family. And then people probably ridiculed, uh, you know, Noah, saying, look at this crazy guy building this thing out here in the middle of dry land. But, you know, he wasn't too crazy when it started raining. And then he, for some reason, Noah became a genius the day it started raining. Did you know that? See, some of you right now, you walk in the walk. 
And, and some, people aren't see, some people are seeing some of your blessings, because I'm seeing some of your blessings. Some of your family members are probably a little jealous over the blessings you're getting, right? And some of you are in the process of getting blessings. Yeah. And, and people will evaluate you and say, look at that guy. They, nothing's happened in their life. They seem like their life is worse. It's not over yet. Amen. We're still in the process. It's not over yet. And with Noah, you know, and when the blessing come, people say, oh, they must have been right. <laughs> God is really blessing them. And with Noah, he became the genius that day that the drops started falling. The day when now everybody wanted to be a part of Noah's party. Everybody that was in the race. Noah, can we come into the ark? Can we come into the ark? We, we, we know you're, you're, you're a godly man. God, you, you really were walking with God. They figured it out after it started raining. Well, that's what, that, that's what happened to the five virgins, too. They figured it out, too. They were like the people outside the boat. Oh, man, we should have kept walking with God. We should, oh, you listen to what I'm saying? We should have kept reading our Bible and being faithful and obeying God. They figured it out, too, but they got, they got left out in the rain. So what is this message? If you stay faithful and committed to God and you don't give up, you will not be left out in the rain. You will be in a dry boat and, and the water and the flood will not overcome you. But that floods of life will cause you to rise above, amen, every obstacle that comes against you. And finally, people will see that you had it right and they had it wrong. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, I believe that you guys are coming up with me in the rapture. I believe that, man, that that you all going to hear the trumpet because those that are backslidden may not hear the trumpet because because their hearts are so hard that the Holy Spirit's having a hard time getting through to them. And when you keep your heart soft, you will hear the trumpet. And when the trump sounds, you'll be raised up with Christ and you'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. You'll be have your glorified bodies and you will have rewards upon rewards and you will be so blessed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Say, I'm going up in the rapture. Glory to God. Say, I'm the spotless church without spot or wrinkle, walking in love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness. I thank you for this sobering message today. I thank you, Father God, that you are a good God. And Father, you are a God that will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sows to the Spirit, he will reap life eternal. If he sows to the flesh, he will reap corruption. And Father God, we want to be sowers of life. And not sowers into death. And so, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would shake us, shake some of us that may be taking our hand off the plow, that may be looking back to our Egypt and thinking it was better back in the world. And, Father, I'm asking you that you make adjustments, that you would move on people's hearts to make adjustments today, that you move on those that are watching online to make adjustments that they need to start. Stop playing church and playing with God and start getting serious with walking the walk. And so if you're here in the audience and you know you haven't been serious, you've been unfaithful, you've just been kind of in and out of the walk, and you know you don't want to be the virgin without oil, then, 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 uh, then I want to encourage you to pray a prayer 
of getting back with God. And it's more than just one prayer. It's once you pray it, you start walking it out. And that's you watching online. If you never made a commitment to God, if you never received Jesus, today is the day of salvation. You, you may say, oh man, I got, I got plenty of time to get saved. Uh, this might be your last chance. This might be the, see, God has a last call. And so, and so make sure that you don't say no so much where God says, okay, I'll leave you to your devices. No, we, we need to start saying yes. And so I want to encourage you right now, if you have the conviction of the Holy Ghost, because that conviction doesn't always come to us. And if you have that conviction of the Holy Ghost, that means God is talking to you and he's drawing you by his love. Amen. And just like that day that I had holy fear, it was the conviction of God saying that I'm playing with fire. And so I'm saying to you today, don't play with fire anymore. Start walking with God. Do this if you're ready to receive Christ in your life. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me and keep filling me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.